Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today are um th- this this whole week is not consistent at all. It's Daniel and Lindsay. Hi. Hey. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so, um, today we're going to be talking about someone who is partially responsible for Steve Irwin's death, the Stingray! Ooh! Oh my! (laughs) Wait, I I know the name Steve Irwin! Irwin (laughs) Um, what do you think the Stingray is? Obviously an aquatic, it must be like a, uh, Aquaman, no. It must be like some kind of aquatic villain. It wouldn't be Aquaman. Namor? But it would be another aqua person. <laughs> aqua people. Um, I This is a villain, you said? This no, is a I villain? didn't say anything about him being a villain. Okay, his name is what? Stingray. Stingray? Name, like Stingray, he's definitely a villain. Or he's like a boxer. Or, or oh. he's based off of the animal Stingray, which is not an inherently evil animal. But it looks menacing. So do humans to yeah. certain people. Stingray. <laughs> um, yeah, I say I say it's a person who's mostly in the water but can't. It's like amphibious, and I think that it's probably a villain. And they uh, can also shoot electricity. Um, what, <laughs> what do you think they wear? <laughs> Um, I think that they have had various costumes throughout their run as a character in the Marvel series. I suspect their predominant color is maybe um, gray with a little yellow accents. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Casually turns you down. Nope. Wow. Oh, okay. That's fancy. Yeah, what, what, what's, what's this dude look like? He looks like... The Silver Surfer put on some red hot pants, and <laughs> actually, it kind of and looks has... like like so. Actually, no, I can't do that because that's too gay. <laughs> what is gay? Wait, what is because... gay? <laughs> because what, what, what are you doing? It reminds about? me of like it reminds me of like like so like in the kink community, people have like leather like harnesses and stuff and it kind of like his hot pants look like they're harnessed to his like cloak hood face mask thing (laughs) (laughs) cloak hood face mask well i'm curious about the what the back is so dear listener what we are looking at it's like a hood cloak uh thing that daniel just said but like so but it's a tie to his um gloves that go past his elbows like one does wear gloves like at a ball or something but is, are, is that cloaky thing tied to his boots as well yep. like connected and then and then but it's like in two halves because it's completely not between his legs so you can't see anything between his legs so there it's obviously split in the back yeah. mm-hmm. um and then maybe sewed um artistically down uh his legs like um you know in fishnet stockings or something or or whatever Whatever you call those ones where the line goes down the back. <laughs> this one has a cloak tied. So. The seam is in the back. So. S- seam. That's what I'm looking s- for. So seam. S- Thanks, Daniel. So Stingray <laughs> is Dr. Walter Newell. I said it's not Newell. I said it wrong. Newell. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's an o- so he's an oceanographer. 
and an mm. occasional adventurer. Occasional ad- casual adventurer. Um, his public, his he has a public identity. Uh, and he was from uh, Gloucestershire, uh, Massachusetts, and he's married. Hmm. And his uh, known relatives is his wife Diane Arliss Newell. New Newell, yeah, and uh, he is an associate of the Avengers. Okay, so he's a okay. hero then. Hmm. Yeah, and his base of operations is Hydro Base, Atlantic Ocean. Seems legit. As an oceanographer, that's yeah. And he first showed up in uh, <clears throat> Tales to Astonish, uh, issue ninety-five in September nineteen sixty-seven. In the power of the plunder, in a world he never made. And it <laughs> is the Incredible Hulk and the Submariner. Uh, like, you know, it's just two stories. Walter was an oceanog- oceanographer working for the, uh, for the U.S. government uh, when he first met and befriended Prince Namor, the Submariner. And uh, when he was supervising the construction of a dome subsea experimental city, which met its demise at the hand of the plunderer. Um, months later, federal agent Edgar Benton enlisted Newell's uh, uh, services to investigate the siphoning of water from Earth's ocean by a reputed extra- extraterrestrial. So when I say that is siphoning water, I mean there's a spaceship and it's sucking ocean water. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just want you to acknowledge what I just said. Aliens are sucking our oceans away. Wow. Okay. That's intense. That means it's totally fine if the ice caps melt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it just means we're not responsible. It's aliens, <laughs> we're not of course. Respons- that's, yep, the Scientologists would be all over this. So Benton suspected that the Submariner was collaborating with the aliens against the Earth, and wanted uh, Newell to locate Namor and bring him in for questioning. Benton threatened to have the government withdraw funds which supported his research unless he complied. Uh, he agreed to do so, believing Namor's innocence would ult- ultimately be established. Um, in order to to find and overpower a uh, Namor. In case uh, force was necessary, he redesigned and built a battle suit, granting him superhuman strength and the ability to maneuver underwater. Oh, so he was just like a normal guy before he made the suit. Like Iron Man for underwater. L- a little less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basing his suit off the physiology of the manta ray, he called the suit Stingray, which was a name that was applied to him later. Uh, wearing the Stingray suit, he subdued the Submariner and brought him in for questioning. When Namor escaped, uh, Stingray was ordered to pursue him. But, and due, largely due to the fact that Namor was impaired at the time, he bested him, but let him go, out of respect for him. It's a noble Stingray. Uh, when the ocean cruiser sunk some months later by Atlanteans, claiming to be subjects of Namor, Newell went to investigate as Stingray, and he learned that it was an undersea barbarian, Atuma, who ordered the attack, joining forces with Namor and the Inhuman Titan, 
or Triton, uh, who is basically like think of like this, the monster of a black lagoon type looking creature. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's inhuman, like in the same uh, series as like Black yeah. Bolt and um, the one with the hair. Medusa. Yeah. You know, the useless water based okay. one that's in every team. when namor planned to make home on the surface uh, world it was made with resistance but newell petitioned his congressman to help uh get namor an official amnesty for his past aggressions uh the endeavor failed newell succeeded however in helping namor locate his human father uh leonard uh mckenzie when McKenzie became a pawn for uh, Namor's enemies to use against him, he donned the s- subsea outfit for his aid, and uh, McKenzie was killed by Tiger Shark and Lyra. Ooh. Who I will talk about Tiger Shark. I already talked about Lyra. Hmm. Um, when he moved his ocean uh, ocean oceanographic uh, facilities to Hydra Base. An artificial island, which previously used by the insane ecologist Dr. Hydro. He married his wife and then blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, he later helped uh, the Thing and the Scarlet Witch uh, against the Congress of Serpent Crowns, who I'm not going to get into. Mm-hmm. And then... He- <laughs> Just... Just gonna pass okay, yep. over that one. It's just a bunch of snaky people who are boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he recently leased part of a hydro base to the Avengers to use as, as like a you know remote base for them to go to. Um, mm. and he's a official associate of the team. Like he's not like officially on the team, but like he'll help them out whenever they need to do like water stuff. He's not tenured. Um, he is 6'3", weighs 200 pounds, and has hazel eyes and brown hair. Mm. Um, when he's in his suit, he can lift about 20 tons. That's not insignificant. No. That's a massive Yeah, amount. it's a pretty good amount, I'd say. There's not much to say about him, honestly. Good to just nope. say this. Um, I googled him and I can't find any pictures of him without his costume on. I'm so curious about what he looks because like. Because that's kinda. his suit, right? He no. looks kind of like a dude. Like, just think of it like a plain <laughs> white dude. Looks Generic like white dude. Like, he just looks like a dude. So, so his suit grants him superhuman strength, the ability to survive and travel underwater. And uh, it's basically like a reinforced, like, exoskeleton. He has, like, too many, like, uh, mini turbines located underneath his wing system, so he can ca- he can travel up to 45 miles an hour, or 52 knots for people in the nautical business. <laughs> um, he can dive around 1,200 feet. He also has a, uh, like, a oxygen diffusing system, which basically allows him to breathe underwater almost infinitely, indefinitely. Oh, so he can pull the oxygen from the, yeah. the water. Yeah. Um, he can also uh has an elect he also has like an electrical discharge uh device that can send twenty thousand volts through the water 
at a feet of 10 distance or 30 through the air. And it can render most people, like most healthy adults, unconscious for about 20 minutes. I mean, not 20 minutes, two hours. Hmm. So he does have electrical things. Yes. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> he also has a small, like, nuclear powered thermoelectric generator that can last for several, several years without needing servicing. And he can also kind of like glide through short distances if he's in the air. Hmm. So that's the stingray. Cool. He looks like the guy from Halo. Yeah, it's Is not a him? good. It's not a good redesign. Um. So he does. Uh, he does later work with Deadpool. Uh, to be one what of his Deadpool. Dead. He works with Deadpool as a uh, one of his mercenaries that kind of wears his mask so he can kind of be all over the world at once. Interesting. Yeah. Deadpool? Yeah, he works with Deadpool for a little bit. Huh. But so Deadpool can be all over the world yes, at once. Yes. So basically they so basically it was a bunch of people who um would wear like Deadpool costumes with like they look slightly different based off of their original costume, but they would all be they would all basically do like Deadpool stuff. What do you think about uh what do you think about him? He looks really cool. I like his design. Well, and I don't like the redesign, but I like his original. The silver and red is pretty cool. Yeah, the original is better than the redesign. Um, yeah, I think uh, seems fine. He's, om- he's almost know. like completely murdered by Namor in a fairly recent issue of uh, what's the word um, of Avengers? Wait, but didn't he like let him go? It, this is like years later. This is years later. Like basically, Namor is mm. like, I'm pissed at everyone on the surface world. And when uh, Stingray tries to appeal to his human side, he's just like, "Well, well, I hate you," and basically crushes him, like crushes his throat. Oh. He's not dead per se, but he's close to it. Yikes! Isn't Namor a good person? A good guy? On and off. Oh. Yeah. Anti-hero? Yeah, so, like, right now, right now, he's not even anti-hero. Like, sometimes he's a straight-up villain, sometimes he's good. But it's kind of based off of, like, if the oceans are being threatened, which is all the time. So, like, he'd be a bad guy Seems like they would be on the same side. (laughs) Well, um, he was, well, like, he is, no, like, Namor in the most recent um, run of Avengers is like no humans, absolutely zero humans on the ocean or in the ocean. He also has his own uh, uh like oceanic Avengers, which is basically a bunch of like uh water based villains, including like Tiger Shark and uh, uh a water witch called Blood Tide. Oh, wow. that's kind of cool. Orca. Um, I would reserve judgment. They're okay, water based. Well, that's a cool villains. name. <laughs> <laughs> They're water based. It's because a blood tide is a real thing, which is cool. That, uh, so it's based off a real did you thing. Co- um, are you going to cover Tiger Shark? Yes. Yeah, so Tiger Shark is going to be later. In he has kind of a crazy story. Who's? Did you say his main villain? His main arch nemesis? Uh, he doesn't really have a nemesis. He's kind of one of those characters that kind of he comes in whenever you need someone who is ocean based. <laughs> okay. like, I'm not joking. Like, 
he does not do much. No. Well, I mean, because he's spending most of his time trying to do research in the ocean, right? So. Okay, yeah. So he's like, he's an environmentalist. And recently, the hydro base, which was actually like underwater, was everyone was killed inside of it by Namor and his oceanic adventures. Oh. Yeah. So. Namor is a big bad guy at the moment. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Stingray's like kind of cool, but like honestly, like he's one of those characters you kind of don't see. And normally, if he's showing up in a story, it's probably going to be passable to kind of boring. So he's like kind of cool. He has a good premise, but he's underutilized. And like, and honestly, I think the big problem is is it's kind of hard to set stuff underwater. Yeah, that makes sense. Without it being a very strong story. And Does he lose like his his some of his capabilities if he's not out of or in water? Like, does he lose some of his strength if he's not in water? Like, is is his power like? No, like you know, it's it's a power suit wherever. It just allows hmm. him to it allows him to travel underwater and like be underwater indefinitely more efficiently. Yeah. Of all these like kind of uh, B or C or D tier heroes or characters, rather. Which do you feel like would warrant a rewriting or revisiting most? Like something that like this guy or another one that you think should should get its own reboot or something? Um, I think it'd be kind of cool to have the Great Gargoyle become something bigger. Because the Great Gargoyle is basically this uh, French dude who has like one hand that can turn stuff into stone. Mm. And... Oh he's kind of one of those characters that kind of just fails up and he's right. he's real fun i think if i were to have uh one like a d-lister uh get like a second chance it would probably be it'd probably be like someone like the shocker or uh the shocker yeah actually no it'd be the shocker uh because like what i want is I want to have a story where the shocker doesn't fail. Like, he actually is competent the entire time. Like, which, it'd be almost cool to have it to where, like, maybe the shocker moves out to the Midwest somewhere where there's no superheroes, except for, like, maybe, like, a plucky, like, little mutant. And, like, he takes over a town. (laughs) And he's able to do it. America is is (laughs) neglected by superheroes like and minneapolis villains. like if he just takes over like minneapolis there's no heroes there <laughs> and like you and you can maybe and you can maybe use it almost as like a launching point for like another hero you want to do and you can make it a comedy book because the shocker is inherently uh, a joke villain almost so that's what i would like anyway like make making the shocker into a formidable foe would be cool what would the tagline for the movie or the um, comic book graphic? I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It probably, like it would probably be something based off of like his numerous failures earlier. So, <laughs> so I think we're pretty much done. So let's do your plugs. Uh, I am Daniel, and that is Lindsay, and we are thirty three percent pulp. Um, if you want to reach us at on Twitter, you can reach us at 33 underscore pulp on Instagram. We're at 33 pulp 
And our website is 33pulp.com. We don't usually do comic book stuff. We usually read pulp novels in thirds. We are actually in the process of recording our next book uh, with Jesse here. Um, it's called The Panorama Egg. Uh, he loved it. Yep. Loves he loved it, it so much. He loved it. It's great. Number one, just like just 10 out of 10, would read again. <laughs> You can hear the enthusiasm, and you can hear more of his enthusiasm over on our show, 33% Pulp. So, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters. Um, I cover cryptid stuff. Um, Follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, at Alphabet Flight. Um, I have a Patreon, which if you would like to support me, um, up to $25 a month. I will do an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of Marvel from the Marvel Pets Handbook. And uh, besides that, this has been Jesse, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Good night. (laughs) 